Hi everyone, it's Ali. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast, Stories Matter. We know there are important yet ordinary stories within the lives of people in our churches. Stories have always mattered to followers of Jesus as they unite, encourage and inspire us to live in his ways. We hope as you hear these ordinary life stories, they reveal something about the work of an extraordinary God. Hello, Neil. How are you? Hi, Ali. I'm alright. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. The sun is shining. It is a wonderful thing. It's good. It just boosts my mood so much. And I'm about to be able to leave the joys and delights of South Lanarkshire Council. I mean, why would I bother when it's so beautiful? But you're right. I guess I can now. And that opportunity is valued. <laughs> I mean, we do have a good... I mean, so, so not to belittle South Lanarkshire Council's delights. I mean, there are some lovely places to go and see. It is great. But it's not East Lothian, let's be honest. It's not the Ayrshire coast. <laughs> It's not Tayside in Perthshire and these kind of wonderful, they've got mountains and forest walks and beautiful rivers. We don't really necessarily have that, but we do have some little jewels in the crown. Calder Glen Country Park. Yeah, nice. Shatley Road. Absolutely. I've discovered a lot of these places, actually, so I I mock. There actually are some really nice places in South Lanarkshire nearby that I would never have discovered otherwise. So in an odd way, actually, it's been quite nice to discover them, yeah. Excellent. Well, but we'll soon drive away and get out and enjoy other delights. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, now that we've plugged South Lanarkshire, eh? <laughs> who are we chatting to today? Ah, well, we're talking to Chloe Purdy, who is from Aberdeen, although has been studying in Glasgow, but very much someone from the northeast of Aberdeenshire. And uh, we have a great chat with Chloe. I really enjoyed just spending some time with her. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chloe's a good friend. So it was nice to just get to hang out with her. And she's just... She's so positive and so enjoyable to hang out with. She always just puts a smile on my face. And and we actually had to have two goes at it, did we not? We did. I wasn't going to mention that. But, but that wasn't her fault. That was just our technical fault and not really knowing what on earth we were doing. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Entirely us. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great. We're going to talk about Australia and revelations that happen in Australia. And Instagram generation and living your best life. What that looks like, whether it's worth it and or not. Yeah, it's funny because she picks a great film, a great film that I really enjoy. So that was really good to have a bit of a chat about that and time and relativity and making the most of a carpe, carpe diem, Neil. Yeah, absolutely. Well, shall we get into it? Yes, why not? I really hope that my um, phone has enough storage for this recording. Not, I had deleted so much to make sure. Can you imagine halfway through it just cut out? <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm actually, unfortunately, my phone only has six minutes of storage. So um, can we just start and stop? <laughs> and I, I brought fizzy juice with me because I know you really enjoy that when I slug and, and drink fizzy juice in the recording. Yeah, I've got gum just I'm going to chew right in. Actually, I was just going to get my lunch in the middle of that. Is that that's okay, yeah? <laughs> just checking it. Well, I, what was I was eating the other day? I was eating that Rivitas. Oh, that's the worst thing you <laughs> yeah. could eat. No, they were the worst. That was a really bad move. Well, I brought hot blackcurrant again. Um, thanks so much for coming and joining us, Chloe. How are you doing? I am good. I'm enjoying being back in Glasgow. It's really nice and not having my parents ask me what I'm doing every five minutes. So it's lovely. I'm in the independence. <laughs> where would you normally be, Chloe? Like, where are your parents based then if you're back in Glasgow? So Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Yeah, the lovely grey city that it is. It's nice being back. So is that you back in a lovely uh, student accommodation flat situation now? Oh, lovely. When I came in the door, opened the door after not being here because of lockdown, 
flooded flat, heating's broken, boiler's broken, everything in the fridge and freezer melted. Honestly, it was just welcome back to your student flat. <laughs> and we've got mice too. But you know what? It's luxury. It is luxury. <laughs> so yeah, it's not as nice as being home. But what can you do with student flats? Exactly. Exactly. Very sad, but very true. Um, so you're a student. What are you studying? So I am studying HR and management. Um, business student at Strathclyde um, in my last year, so only a couple months ago, and then I am no longer a student, so it's quite exciting. Do you know what you're doing? After uni. Well, the only plan I have at the moment is to get married, but <gasps> at this rate, there'll only be five of us at the wedding. <laughs> so when you say the only plan is to be married, there is like the component parts. Oh, it's yeah. not just like you have a life goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've actually just set up a dating website and everyone's putting applications in. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a deadline. No, I'm getting married on the 23rd of September. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, very excited. Actually, Ali, I was speaking, you know Ruth and Dave, it's Ruth's brother that I'm marrying. Finley? Yeah, he's my fiancé. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I've got to be honest, I'm so old, I'm remembering Finley when Ruth started coming around church, <laughs> what, like 10, 11 years ago? So he'd have been like 10 or 12 or something <laughs> then. So yes, I am getting married to Finley on the 23rd of September, which is very exciting. And then we're planning at the moment to go travelling for a bit together. But obviously, you know. Yeah, all, all the best. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> so, you know, who knows? <laughs> Um, we might be Good traveling. Maybe try the living room, then the bedroom. Yeah, I know. And then, and then back to the living room, kitchen, up and down Buchanan Street a wee bit. <laughs> yeah, walk down to the park. So yeah, that is a plan. And then you know, get a job and start my career. But it's a bit unknown at the moment. Brilliant, and that's a career in HR. So yeah, hopefully a career in that. And I really want to go into like working with ex vendors and getting them back into the workplace. So maybe more social enterprises than big organisations, that's the hope. That's amazing, yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Have you ever come across the Glasgow, Glasgow Roasters coffee mm. crew that create work avenues yeah. for ex-offenders out of Lomos prison? Yeah, so good. And I'm actually interviewing one of the guys that works with the organisation on Friday. And as I was saying to Neil before, I was like, every time I've had an interview for my dissertation, at the end I've been like, so um, any jobs going around <laughs> <laughs> that you need people to fill? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I love it. It's so cool. So yeah, definitely. I want to go. I want to go into more like coffee as well. Like train them up in the prisons when they come out, give them the job in the coffee shop. I think it's so cool. Ah, oh, brilliant! And a big shout out to Glasgow or Glasgow. See, I'm meant to be from Glasgow, and I can never say the word Glasgow <laughs> right. So to Glasgow, two middle class Glasgow roasters. <laughs> Good coffee, by the way. Cool. Let's get the show on the road. Oh, I'm buzzing. Absolutely. So Chloe, do you have a song that matters to you? Let's start there. Sweet. Okay, so honestly, when I first looked at all the questions, I was like, right, okay, I need to think of a time where I was listening to a song and then the whole world shook. And it, but then I was like, you know what, I'll just go with <laughs> something more casual. So the song is it's actually unrelated to the song more the time when I was listening to the song. It's Dua Don't Start Now. And great song. Not, yeah, great song, great song. I actually made a wee music video to it with my pal, but you're, no one's going to see it. Oh, we need to find that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but basically... um. It's, yeah, it's not about a song lyric, it's more like a time that's associated with a song. So I was, this time last year I was in Australia travelling with, uh, who is now my best friend, a girl called Anna. And we decided, so we both started university, I was in Melbourne, she was in Sydney. And we decided to do a little last minute trip just before uni started. Um, and we just went to like a wee surf beach for a week. Um, you know, living the hard life, having to go surfing. And um, I remember that song was like, we played it on repeat the whole time we were like driving stuff. And for me, 
what I remember from the song is like that was the time when I was so so happy but I think the reason I was so happy is because it was like my phone just wasn't part of my life at the time so like you know I was completely away abroad I was like time difference so I couldn't really speak to people back in the UK and it was just this time where I was like so so happy but I was like just so disconnected from the world as well and I think when I hear that song I, I think about that week that we were together and it was just I remember like crying with laughter that week just like experiencing new things I never experienced but also just realizing actually the reason I was so happy is because it was literally a living in the moment rather than so much of my life at the moment is living through my phone and through other people in my phone um so yeah I think I obviously miss Australia as most people would if you've been abroad but I think I more just miss the freedom that I felt at that time where you know my phone just wasn't a thing and I was actually getting so much joy out of just the people around me and the place I was so it matches me now as well I think because when I listen to it it does remind me of like this was this time you were so happy you don't need your phone so I think yeah that would be a song that matters to me and that is the reason why. I'm all about the the social dilemma stuff just now. And, and I just find it fascinating that you both associate that song with a happy time in terms of a physical place, but also in a space of just being away from the phone and the effects of phone and, and, and constant connection. And I'm just wondering, could you tangibly notice a difference in, in and of yourself just not having the burden of that? First of all, does it feel like a burden, actually? Yeah, honestly. And I think I got so overwhelmed coming back to the UK because suddenly I was like, I don't have an excuse to not reply to people. And I don't have an excuse to not go on my phone every single day. And I physically felt like it was like almost like a job. Genuinely back then, I remember, you know, getting messages from people and I was just like, I don't need to deal with this. It honestly felt completely different. What my phone is to me now was not what my phone was to me then. And then coming back, if you ever seen The Social Dilemma, but almost it controls you. Like I have to go on, I have to reply to people, I have to be stay connected. Whereas when I was away, I was like, I don't have to. So yeah, I definitely feel like physically it felt like a burden coming back, having my phone. But actually when I was in Australia, I was like, this is great. I don't have to deal with this. I, I just think everyone should watch The Social Dilemma, mm, yeah. even if it reinforces some of their good practices. Yeah. But I think for a lot of us, it does challenge some of our what's going on there. And, and I think it's a fascinating insight and a really well done. Oh, definitely. Who'd have thought we'd be talking about watching documentaries? Eh? <laughs> Breaking up documentaries was like the last reserve of what you watched, but they're really good. Yeah, definitely. My parents were like, oh, you should watch it. You, you'll learn from it. You should watch So Dilemma. And you know, when your parents tell you to watch something, I'm like, I'm not doing that. And then I went to my room and I watched it and I was like, okay, you're so right. <laughs> if you're listening and you haven't seen it, check it out. It's great. Well, thanks for that, Chloe. Do you have a, a book or a movie or like a story, basically, that also matters to you? And why does it matter to you? Yes. So I was going to go book so that I seemed educated. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a lie. You watch movies. <laughs> so then I was like... <laughs> So d disclaimer, I actually do read books. Thank you very much. I've taken it off as a hobby. But yeah, movie. So I actually decided to go with my favourite film, um, which is About Time. Have yes. you guys seen it? It's a great film. Oh, it is my favourite movie. Without a doubt, cry every single time I watched it, even though I've watched it 30 times. And I love it so much. I'm actually walking down the aisle to the theme tune <gasps> to the movie. Oh my goodness. So give it a listen. It's actually... It's beautiful. My best friend's playing it for me, but beautiful. So I was like, I need any excuse. I'm going to mention this movie. So when when I saw a movie, I was like, about time. So obviously, you guys know, but for some of the listeners you might not know, basically the movie is about a guy. It sounds really boring, but I promise it is not boring. Um, who can go back in time and then come back to present? It's just got a lot of humor in it. It's also very emotional, but it's basically about how he realizes he doesn't want to redo every day twice. Why not just live every day like? 
you know get the most out of it and I definitely think well it's so wholesome but also it's so relevant to now and I definitely think recently I was reading like when I was praying and like stuff recently I just got so reminded of like finding happiness like in every day even in times like a pandemic when you know I can wake up and be like for goodness sake I'm in lockdown there's nothing to find joy in at the moment I'm actually like actually there is so much joy in my life right now and that movie is such a depiction of that it's like you know let's just find happiness in every single day even if it's boring like getting up going to work sitting on zoom walking to the shop is your only outing in the day but I think yeah I think that movie for me every time I watch it I'm like okay I'm gonna live every day like every time I do it I I watch again and I'm like oh okay this time I'm gonna enjoy every day like I need to find joy in it and I watched it recently and it's so I think it's really relevant right now but yeah it's just reminding me to be thankful and honestly I remember the other day I started okay I'm gonna say something I'm thankful for every day and it just makes you realize there is so much to be thankful for even though we are in a global pandemic at the moment but that movie it's watch it it will help you get through the pandemic um, (laughs) and not just look at the the negative sides of it at the moment. What are some of the things that you've been thankful for recently then? I think just friendship and family would be a huge one especially in the flat right now like we're all in all together at the same time and you know this time last year I'd be at the library all day I'd be out I'd be going to hockey I'd be I would literally be out the whole time I'd hardly be in the flat I realized the other day I got really upset and I was like oh I'm just I'm really sad about like parties and like going seeing people and socializing groups and dinners and hockey and sport I was like actually I get such good quality time with my flatmates who I wouldn't have had that before and we'd have just seen each other at dinner or maybe we'd have seen each other at the weekend. But now we get to see each other every day. So that was one of the things I think I was really thankful for, actually more time with my friends um, at the moment. And I do think that every meetup is so intentional. And now, like, I might not be seeing a ton of people, but I'm seeing people who mean a lot to me who, who are actually friends rather than just, you know, shallow relationships that you'd bump into or you'd, like, be at parties with. Now I'm actually meeting up with people who mean a lot to me. So I think recently it would be like definitely friendships and family and coffee, obviously, you know, you've got to be thankful for coffee these days. <laughs> but it's so true. And I think it is a practice that you have to develop, isn't it? Thankfulness. Sometimes I wonder, is that a practice that would actually help transform your situation a little bit? And I'm speaking as much to myself here, because I think if you told me I've had to work, work from home, be stuck in my house, basically nonstop with both kids trying to do schooling at the same time, and that's going to be fun. Well, in May, that wasn't the case. Yeah, yeah. I actually have realised just how grateful I am for this time and how special it's been and, and really thankful. And thankful also for the health thing that we've not been too badly affected by that. But yeah, it's incredible, just powerful thing, thankfulness. Yeah, it is so true. So, Chloe, can I just say, brilliant choice of music, although Dua Lipa, I've just about heard the part. I couldn't tell you where that song is, <laughs> I don't think. But... About time, that is a belter. That's an absolute banger of our film and everyone should watch that. But what we want to know is, tell us about a transformative experience within your life story so far that has really informed who you are now. Yeah, when I read this one, I definitely was like, my first thought was exactly what I'm always telling you. And I couldn't say whether it was too deep and too, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell you all about my life. But I was like, you know what? If there's one transformative experience in my life, it is this. So in first year of uni, obviously love first year of uni. It was great. But it's definitely a place in my life where if I were to see myself walking down the street and there we are, first year Chloe, I'd be like, who on earth is that person? (laughs) In first year, I was in a really bad place. You know, I literally probably went to church once or twice, but to my mum that I went every weekend. It was very much a part-time thing, my faith for me. And, you know, I was in a really unhealthy relationship and it was just, life was not 
great on the outside I was like oh I'm really popular at uni and you know I should be so happy but I really wasn't and I remember in my room literally crying out to God like saying out loud God why like what am I doing like why am I in this position I literally just I'm so angry at you for putting me in this place (laughs) I remember so clearly hearing him being like well hello (laughs) like (laughs) you wouldn't be in the position you were now if you were making the choices that I wanted for you not your own choices and I was so annoyed at him I was like well you know you didn't help me out you could have at least you know given me some guidance and I remember just so clearly him like he was just almost laughing being like well I've been waiting for you like now that you're here let's go and genuinely as soon as I made that commitment I was like god I need your help my life completely changed like even in terms of you know end of the relationship like finding who I was in god and then like a couple months later like starting going out with Finn and just like looking back I was like oh my goodness like my life is so different and like I think self-esteem confidence knowing who I am not just in myself in God having the confidence to like be who I actually want to be not who society wanted me to be and like through all of that everything changed like even like the enjoyment I got from like university just I just look back at that time and I was like I thought I was so happy and then I know at four or five months later I'm like oh my goodness like God had so much better plans for me and I like get emotional thinking back to how I thought like this is all that life can give me and now I'm like oh my goodness like like there's so much more to life than going out like everything that university tells you in the middle of first year I remember really struggling and I wrote myself a letter just being like what do you want to gain from next year and it was literally like don't be in this relationship do you have a good faith like are you enjoying life are you doing the things you want to and then a year later I read it and I was like oh my goodness like wow the fact that I was having to write I wanted these things whereas now I'm just like I know I can have these things so basically it would be the transformation experience for me is going from a place of trying to do what everyone in life was telling me to do to putting a lot of my trust in God and actually life is so much better. That's brilliant I mean you come from a a faith background and all that kind of stuff was it just like the classic quite common thing when you first came down to to uni kind of you lose your bearings or your sense of where you're at when you come to uni was that your experience? Yeah so in sector of school, I found it really hard, not not to fit in, like I had all my friends, but there was this part of me which was, I went to school and I wasn't Christian, I went home at the weekend and I was Christian. And even like I was still doing leadership stuff. But then, so going to uni, I had de- definitely had a foundational faith. Like I still believed in everything. My whole first year flat, uh, uni knew I was Christian. I spoke about my faith and I often told them about it. But yeah, it just suddenly was like, actually, this isn't a priority in my life anymore. Like it was still part of my life but it wasn't a priority. So yeah, it definitely was that thing you go to uni and there's so many things I've like, oh my goodness, like going out, like getting drunk. These are so exciting. These things like I've never got at home, but then they're such short-term things. So yeah, I definitely think it was that thing of I've never been exposed to it and suddenly it's all there for you to explore. Thanks for chatting about that, Chloe. So yeah, you said that your faith has been really important and actually quite transformative for you in terms of finding joy and actually even just reminding you to be thankful. It's interesting that that's come up already. And I guess one of the the big things in our faith is scripture, is like spending time with, with God through that. And I wonder if there's a scripture that particularly matters to you or, or has been important to you at, at a point in your life or, or just now. Mm. So there's a lot of different scripture that I think God has spoken through to me in my life at different stages but I went for the one which has almost like run through a lot and I'm constantly reminded of so it's been like paraphrased into more like our life but it's Esther 4 verse 14 
a lot of people might have heard of it. It's like, perhaps this is a moment for which you have been created. And it's been paraphrased from like such a time as this. So they have kind of been made into more um, contemporary, I guess, um, sentence. So yeah, I first saw this when I was in sixth year of school. And um, a really close friend's mum had died. And I remember being like, God, what is going on? Like, this is crazy. Like, what am I meant to do? I felt constantly like, my faith was so good at this time. And then it, like after that, I was like, well, you know, God's not real. How can he do this? And a lot of us, I guess, probably a lot of people listening to this have had experiences like that when you're like, God, why? You're so angry. And I remember at the time just being like, God, I'm trying my best. Like how there's like, what can I do? And I remember seeing this and being like, honestly feeling like God had said this to me. And I was like, okay, like that was the first time I experienced it. God being like, you know what? This is the time for you to like, this is where I've put you. This is where you're meant to be now. You're doing okay. And so I never really thought about it after that and it was really helpful at the time but this has come up enough again so most recently this reason I said it was Australia and for for a while I went to Australia and I, I actually had nowhere to, to live so I ended up in a really bad flat situation stayed one night and I was like see ya and never went back so just note to everyone out there if you're traveling halfway across the world make sure you're not getting catfished oh, wow. <laughs> and then, but that's a whole other story. Wait, sorry, sorry, I need to just ask. Catfish is <laughs> when you, something's advertised as something, but it's not actually. So, like oh, somebody sorry, said, cottoned. Yeah, cotton. Please never watch the serpent, then. Okay, just backpacking in general. <laughs> oh, I oh, I so good. I I watched the serpent the other week, and I went to Thailand two years ago, and I was like. I, I'm so glad I watched The Serpent after I went to Thailand, <laughs> not oh before. <laughs> it is good, but it's also, don't watch it before bed either. So yeah, in Australia, I had to end up in a position where I was like, what is going on? Staying in a hotel half time. And anyway, got put, ended up managing to stay with some family friends, like my uncle's friend. And I remember in my room, like Anna was in uni hall. She was having the best time. She was making so many friends. And I was like, God, I was like, I'm literally at uni, living in a family home. Like, I I've met nobody. This is horrible. I hate being, like, in limbo between finding a flat, not finding a flat, what's going on? And I remember him being, like, same thing. He was praying. He was, like, perhaps this is a moment for it should be created. And I was, like, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> and I remember, so in the family home, being, like, God, what is going on? This is ridiculous. And um, they had a daughter who's living um, at home as well. So she was the same age as me, so we became friends. And we went out for drinks one night. And I remember praying before, like, oh, I hope this is good. Like, like this can be a really nice time. And she, like, she just asked me what I was doing. And I was like, right, it's that thing of, do I say I'm a Christian or do I just act like I'm really cool and I'm a really cool person and, uh, you know, I'm a legend. And I just was like, yeah, I'm actually going to look to see if I can go to a church on Sunday. And, like, th from what I had thought about her, I was like, oh, no way that she's going to have ever considered this and she just opened up to me and she was like oh my goodness like I'm so glad I've always wanted to like speak to a Christian about some of this stuff like I've been going to church a lot and then I stopped going and like I definitely think God's real and like then suddenly we, we both had the same experiences of like past hurt and, and honestly the conversation I was like she went to Toya and I remember God being like see I told you there's a reason that you're in this house and I remember being like it's just like that thing of like something so again thankfulness in the middle of what you think is chaos and I'd be like this is chaos I'm on the other side of the world I'm not settled I don't have a flat I feel like what is going on and God's like well if you hadn't had a if you've not had an awful experience of your first flat you wouldn't have been living with these people if you've not been living with these people you would never met this girl and then you wouldn't have gone out for drinks with her and then you wouldn't have had this conversation and 
I think it's just that thing of like everything that I do now I'm like okay this might be horrible but there must be a reason for this like God can use me in this I'm here for a reason I've been made for this like time um and so I definitely think that scripture is always a reminder to me of like okay maybe this is the moment that I'm meant to be here and doing something um so that would be the scripture that I think matters to me the most or most recently in my life that's amazing I, I love how there's continuity between all your answers so you go from right at the start right the way through to even even your movie you know about time it's that idea of just being appreciative thankful in mm. the moment being attentive to what it might be possible within that and that trust it's really interesting that in the midst of chaos is where you're you've you've really discovered a sense of god's purposes in your life rather than mm-hmm. you know in the planned or the yeah comfortable and I do think especially like that has been something I've learned so much over just the past like six months like what I have planned for myself for what I had planned for myself is to go to Australia to be there for six months to travel to explore to have the best time come back start uni great and then God's like this is not and it obviously didn't happen I was like God come on but actually I wouldn't have been engaged if I'd stayed in Australia like I am now I would not be getting married next well this year like all the stuff that happened and a lot of healing over the past like couple of months wouldn't have happened either. So I think it's like, this is what I think for myself and God's like, I've got another plan. So it's instead of looking back being like, oh, I'm so sad that I didn't stay in Australia and grieving over that for so long. It's like, okay, what did I get from being home? That I got, you know, Finn got to live with my family for four months, which would never have happened. You know, I got the experience of being able to open up to my parents about a lot of stuff. So I definitely think it's, something which I have learned so recently about being thankful and not being angry with God for stuff not going the way I wanted. That's great. Our last kind of question of the, of the five first questions is to a person or someone, it could be someone famous, someone in your life that's just had a real influence in your life and why that is? Yeah, so uh, the person, so it's a family friend, her name is Caroline, shout out to Caroline, <laughs> but she is just family friend, um, friends of my parents, and she's just been, you know, the sort of person that, you know, come on all our family holidays with us, um, kind of like big sister slash big auntie slash, I'm not going to say her age because she'll be annoyed, but she's like <laughs> that, that role model in my life, and she, in many ways, first of all, she is just that person who's just so honest with you, like, when I went through that stuff in first year, she was non like I get these whatsapps and I ignored her for like four months straight and it'd be like oh I was just praying for you and I felt like God was saying like you don't need to be in this relationship or something like I don't know what she didn't even know I hadn't told anyone it was so secret and me being like ignore her um and just like she but she didn't stop she was like cared so much about me it was constant it was another text being like how are you doing like I feel encouraged to tell you this and then me be like ignore her and like even now like if I'm doing something which she would be like oh do you really think you should be doing that she will challenge me and it's someone who's not scared to challenge me but for my benefit and I think it's really rare that we get people who are like so willing to like have hard conversations with people but but it's because they want the best for them and so that's she definitely has such a huge influence on helping me get from where I was in first year to where I am now but another reason that she is matters so much to me she's the one that got me into that will have a passion for ex-vendors so if she does that that's what she does she she gives so much of her time in the church to help you know people get out of the life of crime into you know society she teaches them about god how he loves them and for for, for me she 
now this is exactly what I want to do and if she hadn't done that been the role model to me I don't think I'd be going down that career path but I'm I absolutely love it um and she's you know every opportunity she's like come and help come and have a look at this and even my dissertation um she's almost like a second supervisor like I'm like so what what are your thoughts on this <laughs> but so yeah for me it would be in terms of um career-wise she's been such an inspiration but also just in terms of my character who I am and the the way that she's willing to challenge me and stuff is incredible yeah thanks Chloe it's brilliant so talk us a wee bit more about that I mean her examples obviously be hugely influential but this ex-offenders and this passion for that so is that solely because of the relationship with Caroline or is it something else where's that flowing from or how do you think that's kind of began to emerge within you yeah so growing up at church um we had this what was no longer called lifestyle but where we'd have people with you know like difficulties in life so maybe it's like drug addictions or like you know homelessness be part of our church and as a kid I was so scared even if I had to walk past one of them in church I'd be so so scared I had such a big fear of like being kidnapped on the spot when I was a kid in Burglary it was ridiculous but it was such a real fear and I think from growing up with them in the church I realized oh my goodness these people are so normal like they're so lovely and why does society have such a stigma towards them and I just always just had a heart for like okay these are such nice guys like they come to my house for dinner like why are they not like why, why does no one ever talk about ex-fenders why and then suddenly I think because I'd grown up with them and they were just normal people to me you know as a kid you don't really see the differences in people it's until you get older and you're taught to see the differences and I definitely think then coming to uni you know I was learning about business and then I was like we never speak about ex-offenders in this why do we never speak about them when we're talking about recruitment and so I definitely think part of it was from her and getting the opportunity and hearing about it all the time but definitely another part would just be being around people at church who'd been in prison and being like well if God loves them why don't I love them and they are such hilarious people and you know I love having them in my life I think just from that that's where it came from and then going into the world of business I was like okay there's a need to for a change here um so i think that's probably where it all came from different elements of that brilliant yeah i love that thanks so much Chloe. okay our final section is the section where you just get a chance to stand on your soapbox to rant about anything from the annoying um thread that has come loose on your jumper and you just keep pulling to uh, a full Greta speaking to the UN situation. <laughs> <laughs> what is your lost arc? Right, so I think for me, this is the thing that I have gone through like as a first, second year of uni. And I think a lot of girls have gone through it. But for me, I just get so annoyed at Instagram, social media, famous people, right? Because I'm like, I obviously know that a lot of what people post on social media is 90% filter, 10% themselves. But I just get so, I think it's because I speak to so many younger girls who are friends or older people and they're like, oh, I want to look like them. And I'm like, that is not what they look like in real life. But I think I just get so frustrated at how we've become, again, relates back to Australia, how our phone tells us our worth. And I get so annoyed at, at it because I felt in my whole entire life, the most secure, the most confident I've ever felt in myself is in Australia that's only not because I looked any different not because like you know I was super model out there it's just because my phone was not telling me that I was not worthy and I think I just get so frustrated seeing the amount of people going on these fad diets or like you know trying to change the way they look buying the clothes to fit in and I'm like you are so much better than that like you don't need that and I think I went through that myself where I was like okay in order for 
people to like me I need to like lose all this weight or I need to do this or I need to be look exactly like them I just get so annoyed about it because you know it's easy for me to say now because I'm at the other end and I don't care what people think about me that much obviously there's always way for improvement like but I just I'm like honestly like you don't need that but I think it's hard to tell someone that when they think that you know they've been so engrossed in society where social media social media like if you don't look like this you're not great if you don't if you don't get 100 likes in this picture why did you even post it in the first place and I like I remember going through that phase I deleted it I deleted Instagram completely and I just created a new one I had like 20 followers and it was so fun I was like post whatever I want don't care what people think like social media should be enjoyable we should want to share with our friends like I post photos of myself in face masks being like hashtag Friday night do you know what I mean rather than like full glow up is it this photo or the 500th photo we've taken of me today which one should I post I just think like honestly I just get so frustrated I get upset I'm like why has it come down to let's go out for dinner but we need to take 500 photos before we can enjoy our dinner together whereas why can't it just be I'm so excited to see you and we're getting to eat some great food together I get so riled up because I think I know the pain that it can bring and I just don't want people or the next society or even I don't know my kids to be part of that it's a good one I rate that a lot. Thanks. There's lots of great stuff in there that what you've just shared. It's been great. I enjoyed that, Neil. Great chat to Chloe. She's got so much cool stuff happening in her life. It's fun to pick out the thread of thankfulness throughout everything that she's saying. Just really appreciated the challenge that that was actually to to notice that even amidst all the chaos, as she was saying, to be thankful for. Her for the things that we can be thankful for and all of that. Absolutely. There's loads of things that were really nice that could have jumped out, but I really kind of get quite caught with just, I could empathise and then, you know, many decades ago, Neil, when I was at university, (laughs) I can remember making a similar sort of decision about a year into university going, it's either I'm going to go down the God path or I'm not, and what am I going to do here and making that decision? And it's just always really refreshing just to hear folks saying about that. And there is a choice to be made and it it does have positive impact on your life. So it was great just to hear that wee bit from Chloe and then just to hear a wee bit about her heart and desire to see real kingdom rehabilitation to ex-offenders. Exciting to see where that goes in her life. Absolutely. Just really cool to hear her wrestle with God and and to so clearly hear God speaking to her in all of these different moments and different phases of her life mm. and to be able to recognize that and to to not shy away from that either to not shy away from the wrestling or the the conflict with god but actually just to meet god in that was really really cool and fun that she's getting married as well it's great so that's the pod for this week uh we're going to have some more stories coming up in the weeks to come so and we have recorded a few that we're just editing just now so it's quite exciting yeah absolutely uh, love to hear any feedback from folks so Send us a message. Looking forward to what's still to come. But for just now, Neil, I'm going to go and enjoy the delights of South Lanarkshire Council. Bye. Bye.